0: still draw them at every forum don't lose no points i just score them what's up you guys this is rick aka charles diamond the black bruce wayne here with
1: ali aka ali <laughs> raj aka unwritten rules
0: and welcome to the forum ali before we begin i just want to say that we'll never get old so
1: nope nope <laughs>
2: like, we got to do it the whole entire time
0: Exactly. Um, So, if you guys don't mind, and if the listeners don't mind, I want to start this podcast off with a story. Um, The date was July 1st, 2018. Uh, I distinctly remember I got up that morning. I drove to Staten Island to go to a cookout at my girlfriend's aunt's house. Um, If you recall, Paul George had had his, you know, his little. His little party, his little celebracion, uh, celebrating his, his re-signing with Oklahoma City. So I was a little down. I was a little upset. But I was happy to spend some time with a loved one, loved ones, I should say, in a family environment, eating some good food at a cookout. I distinctly remember I looked at my phone. I got a buzz, got a bleacher report notification. And on that notification, it said, LeBron James has decided to sign with the Los Angeles Lakers. Four years, $154 million contract. I immediately called my dad, one of the biggest Laker fans I know, uh, the reason I'm a Laker fan, and I called my dad and I said, Dad, we got him, we got him. And my dad said, what, what, what? And I said, we got LeBron, four year deal, four year deal. And he goes, who else are we getting? And this is the part I would like you guys to pay attention to. I said, Dad, and I quote, it doesn't matter who we're getting. We're going to the finals. End quote. Now, maybe it was because I had a couple Stella Artois. I was feeling good. I was in a good mood. Artois. Maybe. Artois. Uh, <laughs> maybe it was because I was I was in the presence of another Laker fan, uh, Sam's cousin's husband. He was fiance at the time. No husband at the time. Yeah, my man Phil, another Laker fan. Maybe go, it was Phil. just the good vibes. Now, did I really think that we were going to the finals by virtue of simply signing LeBron James? Maybe, maybe not. No one will ever know but me and the Lord. (laughs) But what I do know is that me saying that, me verbalizing that, putting that into the universe to my dad, symbolized that where, where once I had expected wins in the high teens, low 20s, my ideas of what my favorite basketball team could achieve were now different. It was now, the expectations were now on a different playing field.
2: So you're fast saying forward. You're Go ahead. You're saying you weren't expecting this at all?
0: Yeah, I was going to say fast forward to March 3rd. And um, got blown out by the Phoenix Suns. And um,
2: to be fair, don't
0: really know what to do with myself anymore.
2: To be fair, we didn't have Corey Brewer guarding Devin Booker, so I mean, like, that's not fair. Yeah. Well, what are you gonna do, right?
1: <laughs> and you were kind of right. I mean, we went to the summer league finals um, after he got signed. So.
0: Yeah, maybe that's what I meant. Yeah, I mean, I'm like, it's on film, so I can't take <laughs> it back. So yeah, summer league finals, absolutely. Yeah. Bang.
1: Yeah. You just just shout just, out uh,
0: Edit it. Yeah. Sh- oh, shout out Speed. Shout out Speed. M- quick moment of silence. Pour one out for the boys, <laughs> Speed. Pour one out. Um yeah. So yeah, it's uh it's the night of March 3rd, March 4th for my East Coasters and um things are looking dire guys. We are not going to go to the finals it seems. And no. um
1: nope, you nope. You nope. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not.
0: Probably not. Uh maybe Summer League again. He yeah, has lottery in- pick, so who are knows where said- that pick is going to be. And Bonga is
1: going to be a
2: year in, so maybe you know, he has to be the next guy to get Summer League MVP or or uh or a uh, why am I blinking right now? Or Mo? Oh yeah.
1: yeah.
0: The fact that you forgot Mo's the, name, hey, for like listen, even, listen, a, even a listen, half listen, second,
2: listen, is just like listen.
0: it is indicative of how how uh, dysfunctional the situation in Los Angeles is.
2: <laughs> no, hey, I've had a long day. All right, I you know I just sat down. I it's I, I just blame myself. All right, I'm sorry. Right. It is not easy like Sunday morning, Raj. Oh, good one, good one, Raj. I.
0: What are, what are we supposed to do right now? What are we what are we supposed to feel right now?
1: Well, just watch Brandon Ingram. I mean, that's all we, that's all we have right now. We lost to a team that's won twelve games. Um, there's no real answers. This I think we're kind of done here, but we can keep developing. Just pretend it's last year again. You know, just we have LeBron signed, so that's where I'm at. Where are you guys at?
2: Ali, go ahead. I, I agree with him. I think, like, right now, just enjoy watching the young guys, Brandon Ingram, Kuz. Try to see if Josh Hart uh, can change up his play. I mean, I know he's hurt. Just try to see if he has any shining moments. You got to... At this time, you just got to try to think of the positives. It's it's not looking good. Uh, you, they might not be making the playoffs, but try to focus your shift on something else and maybe a brighter future. But we all didn't expect this. I... <laughs> I pred- I'm pretty sure I predicted them being fourth uh, or fifth when they uh, like in the beginning of the season, and then I mm-hmm. made that ridiculous tweet saying they're going to go twenty and five uh, <laughs> after the All Star break. That Raj retweeted, and the whole world came after me.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry.
2: <laughs> no, you're good. Um, but yeah, I after after every loss, it gets about a solid twenty to fifty retweets. <laughs> And I just go, Uh, oh, not again.
1: Hey, but you had that <laughs> Houston win though, you know. That's so. so like that. no,
2: I was on such a high after that win because I just was like tweeting back at people that tweeted at me and was just like, <laughs> "What? I told you." And then like I quote tweeted and said, "We ain't going nowhere." And I just, yeah, we are. We really are going nowhere. While,
0: while we're on the subject of your social media achievements, I got to give you a quick shout out, Ali, because that Ben Simmons shoots threes with the facial expression of someone who knows the shot. <laughs> that the was one. hilarious. Fire, fire, d- d- doing numbers, doing numbers. I, it say.
2: was, but then I also felt really bad because then every person tweeting back at me or quote tweeting it was just destroying Ben Simmons. And I was like, no, nah, I feel bad for the guy now he's an all-star he could take I, it. no no abs- you know, absolutely <laughs> but it was just like this dude's trash shot he's and like i had some people say like this guy's never gonna be a star because of this and i'm like that doesn't make any sense he was just a star that doesn't make any sense
1: <laughs> no i you know what's the most hilarious part it was people asking what hand was that shooting off of
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> my, one of my responses was that's not a shot it's an overhead pass <laughs> that's amazing all right,
0: all right. We gotta, we gotta stop that. We gotta stop the, uh, the Ben Simmons tangent. For <laughs> hey,
2: shout out, shout out, Ben Simmons. You're a star. Don't listen to him. Don't listen hey, to haters.
0: Hey, that's a clutch client. So it's all family. It's all family. <laughs> Shit of
1: three, coward. Come on.
0: <laughs> okay. All right. Um, to get us a little bit back on track, I, I, mm-hmm. I will say this, and I think, um, I think the loss to the Suns sort of. I, I guess rebubbled, reemerged a lot of the a lot of the underlying frustrations of mm-hmm. this season, including you know, including things like like the Zubots trade, um, obviously trading Svi, although Bullock is, is is working out very well for the team for what it's worth. Um, but but down to letting letting Julius Randle go, uh, even as far back as trading D'Angelo Russell, even as far back. As hiring Magic Johnson and Rob Palenka, and 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 we could absolutely go on a tangent f- for right. with discussing, I, I guess the the decisions, e- each underlying decision that led up to where we are right now. But before we do that, if we're even going to do that, I just want to like, I, I just want to say something as a quick reminder about where our expectations were and should be. So. David Barry is a sports economist and he does he did a, a study on you know what is the peak age in the NBA and it's based on you know when players are named to all NBA teams. Mm-hmm. So the age of an all the average age of an all NBA selection uh, is is 27 years old. So basically players are at their peak performance around 27 years old. Now that sounds about average, right. Yeah, so the average age of an NBA rookie is 22 years old. So, really? f- messing with the math a little bit, fudging the numbers, let's just say that an NBA player reaches their peak, average NBA rookie is 22, peak is at 27. Let's say the average NBA player reaches their peak, their fifth year in the league. Make sense how I got there? Right. I, I, I do see that, yes. Okay. <laughs> so now let's look at the Los Angeles Lakers roster, shall we? Mm-hmm. Um, let's let's currently, do this. Currently, now, e- if we use a range, say... Say the average player is in their peak anywhere from four to eight. Let's say that just to just to get just to work it out, just to give us a little wiggle room. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. The players in that range currently on the Lakers roster are Reggie Bullock, Mike Muscala, Kentavious Caldwell Pope. Is that his and Stevenson. <laughs> Those well, are the the average peak players on our
2: team. Now who are in their peak,
1: correct? Is what are saying? Yes. Yes, okay. yes, yes.
2: Those are the so- players. Who are in their peak according to the NBA average. So what we're saying is we're watching KCP in his prime right now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Literally
1: yes. Prime Muscala out here.
2: Prime Muscala. We we messed up. We should have given KCP a four year contract with LeBron. We messed up big time. Damn. I see this is this is what's wrong with the FO. They should have done that.
0: Now now meanwhile, by the way, um, you know, you look at obviously LeBron, fifteenth year. Rondo twelfth year, uh, uh, McGee tenth year. Right mm-hmm. now, other than other than go- those guys, excuse me. If we want to, we want to sort by usage. Usage, and let's not count Beasley. the The players <laughs> with the most usage on the team, and I'm only gonna like use players who have actually played. So like Mo doesn't count. We hey. got Coos, we got Brandon, and we got Lonzo, who are obviously in there. Second, well, let's go in order, I guess. Second year, Kyle. Sorry, wow, Rick, (laughs) you're really messing up. Third year, Brandon. Mm -hmm. Second year, Lonzo. So the players we are leaning on to perform well are nowhere near their prime in terms Mm -hmm. of an average NBA age. The players who we're also leaning on are far past their prime, according to average NBA age. And the players who should be fringe rotation players Uh, are the only ones in their prime on the roster. So maybe our expectations (laughs) should have been tempered a bit from the jump. Does that make sense?
1: It does. I mean, like, uh, going back to your beautiful recollection of when you heard about LeBron James signing, like, I asked people on Twitter, like, why is this season not as fun, you know? And about 90% of the replies were expectations, which makes sense, you know? we had expectations but we've tempered those i feel like like i should I, like this we, i should be able to expect you to be a 12 win phoenix team you know that's not why i'm not mad cuz expectations i'm mad that you can't even live up to like the lowest bar of my <laughs> expectation you know like i've lowered it so far down and you're still having a hard time reaching it like that's but I, understand. I, think
2: I think what hurts our expectations too is that for one, they were a fourth seed at one point, so that gets stuck in all of our heads, and then they got hurt, so that that's, that's like cemented in our head. And then also, for some reason, they always are so competitive against good teams, and then they yeah. play terrible teams, and they're just, yesterday was just, a, oh, the past two games were a prime example. It just, right. they have, you see what they can be, and then you see what they also are, and it just, I don't know. It just yeah. is not, it's not a great mix.
0: I yeah. feel like the idea of a team playing down to their competition and, and, well, I guess playing to the level of their competition, playing down and playing up, is often an indictment of the coach. Yeah. And I feel like the right the writing's obviously on the wall. Yeah. Something is going to have to give with regards to, to that situation.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a very weird situation. I mean, after like the New Orleans game, I think he said, um, "What was in New Orleans?" I don't remember the last really bad loss. He said like they're starting to come together, which <laughs> didn't really make sense. I mean, we're game sixty-three. <laughs> you can't really be coming together now. So
2: yeah, that's no. <laughs> that's not a thing.
0: <laughs> you to mean? go back to your point, Raj about. Um, about LeBron and changing our expectations, I think you're right. We, we have tempered our expectations um, mm-hmm. throughout the course of the season, but it, right. it's like even if even if we've tempered, okay, I'm expecting a, a, a five out of ten season now, when I was previously yeah. expecting a nine out of ten. I still right. had to get down to that five from a nine, and, and I feel like the nine is a is a factor of us signing LeBron James. I, it it it's almost as if we haven't been able to enjoy the positive aspects despite the losses, especially like mm-hmm. relative to last season, and the season before, because mm-hmm. we have LeBron James. Exactly. We can't we can't appreciate anything because it anything we get is less than and less than what we think we're supposed to get. Does that make sense?
1: That's true. That's true. Yeah.
2: I've have, I have a question. Do you think these last you know since the All Star break and even a little bit before? Do you think these like terrible games is more of a testament to how bad our bench and the vets are, or more so that we miss Lonzo? I'm
0: gonna hit you with a yes and no. Uh-huh. Uh,
1: uh-huh.
0: I, yeah, it, it, I think it's. I think it's. So if you say that the Lakers aren't performing well, especially defensively, because of Lonzo, on, on Twitter or even in real life, you'll get hammered by people who are not Laker fans. Yep. Yep. Absolutely um,
2: destroyed.
1: Oh, really? Do you? I didn't know. <laughs>
0: Um, it's it's not just the fact that he's like the head of the snake so to speak that he's he's the point guard he leads by example it's the fact that like lonzo is always trying Mm -hmm. if lonzo's on the floor there's at least one person on defense who knows what to do who's going to give it their all who's going to help point people in different directions especially on defense and it's not like like obviously i think lonzo's a good a great defender i Mm -hmm. think he's 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 the, the team follows him, especially on defense, but even like without his skill level, ha- right. having five guys on the floor, none of whom are really giving it their all on defense, is very different from having one guy who doesn't care if he scores, literally just wants to play smart basketball and, and win. Yeah, yeah, when that guy's not- gone, it takes that, takes that vibe away.
1: Yeah, and it's not just that it's not just that Lonzo's, like, that good. It's just, like, he's that much better than Rondo. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, you're not going from, like, an above-average defender to, like, an average. You're going from, like, a below-average to, in my opinion, an elite defensive player. Like, that's it's a huge gap that you're filling. You know, I think that's the difference also. Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was done.
2: I I remember I said on Twitter, I, I said how, like, Lonzo, it's not only on defense, but they do miss him on offense too. Because, like, he would be much more of an improvement than Rondo on offense also. And someone was like, but Alonzo can't shoot, you know, the typical response. And mm-hmm, of course. it's not even just that. Let's just say he can't shoot. He's not going to hold the ball for a million seconds like Rondo does. He d- he's going to let it go of it right away. He's going to keep giving it up. Yeah. He's going to move the ball around. Rondo, there are times where Rondo just holds it and just tries to lead the offense. And it's so frustrating.
1: Yeah, I mean, do you guys see the spacing in these last few games? I mean, like they they don't really even guard Rondo, I mean, even in Phoenix, yeah. they kind of just left the I remember against Milwaukee like they put Brook Lopez on him. And then Brook so Lopez would then. just and then Brook Lopez would just stay in the paint. So you're basically having guys playing you're playing 4 on 5 in offense and then 4 on 4 on 5 on defense as well. So that's just a tough way to play.
0: It's like Lonzo used I mean not Lonzo, it's like Rondo used all of his jump shooting ability to hit that game winner over the Celtics. <laughs> and like ever since then his like <laughs> shot is down to zero. If this were two K, it'd be a zero rate.
2: After he hit that he's like, Alright, I'm good. I don't need to try. I don't need to I don't need to make anything anymore. That was it. That got my highlight.
1: what do you think of him taking 10 threes in the first quarter against Milwaukee? <laughs> I
2: I genuinely didn't know if what I was watching was real. <laughs> because I, I was like he's not gonna shoot this next one is he and he just kept putting up and the worst part about it was he was smiling at times while shooting him and oh, I was man. just like this guy's having fun with this <laughs> <laughs> I wish I wish they would put a camera on Luke because I want to see Luke if he was chuckling during it too because I was like how are how is this still going on so it's just I, a, yeah.
1: yeah just a lot of little things like um, I remember that game McGee threw like a through the legs kind of pass oh, yep. and then laughed off the chorus just like a little little weird things from the vets that's just kind of like starting to add up you know and yeah
0: are we of the opinion that JaVale JaVale's decline I guess started with his with his illness when, when he got pneumonia right, I feel like that's the timeline where yeah that's the timeline to work with
1: yeah, I believe that's true, but I think he's, like, compounded that with, like, um, the pouting about the minutes and things like that. I think then, obviously, the, the um, pneumonia is a big deal. I think that really did hurt him, but then I think there were other things as well that went into it. What do you guys think?
2: Rick, you go I right. mean,
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you. I think, like, like Pete, Laker Film Room, had that, that thread where he was talking about, uh, how I forget, I forget what the game was, but JaVale complained uh, in the media scrum afterwards mm-hmm. that he didn't agree with the way that the Lakers were defending the pick and roll, where he was supposed to be in drop coverage. Oh, And right. Pete sort of made this thread where he showed, or maybe it was a video, where he mm-hmm. showed that, like, it wasn't necessarily the drop coverage that was failing, it was JaVale just, like, refusing to actually give an effort. <laughs> yeah. On, and, and, you know. Like you but that that sort of gets back to our, our previous point. Like, you know, obviously JaVale JaVale I I'm not gonna say he lost his job, but but Zubots played very well in JaVale's yeah. absence. Yeah. And, you know, I feel like it's the job of the leaders of the team to help keep Javale engaged, especially coming right. back from an illness, especially after getting your minutes taken. So that, that falls on, on LeBron and Luke in a way am i wrong
2: for blaming them? No, you're you're not at all. I also think I also think it's a mix of like in the beginning of the season, remember like how everyone was saying this is the meme team and Javale's a starter really? Like all those things. I think he just came off fresh from winning a championship. He start he knew mm-hmm. he was going to be a starter and he knew he was going to be in the limelight in LA and he just gave it his all in the beginning. Like his 110%. And that's why he was he, on defense, he was struggling at times too, but like because he was late, but because he was still giving effort, he would get those late blocks and all that that he isn't getting as much recently. Um, but yeah, I think it's a mix of the pneumonia and just him not trying as hard as he was before.
1: Yeah, I think that's become with all the vets too. Like KCP has been really bad um, defensively. Rondo, of course, McGee. It's like a huge. Like it's like. A huge like snowball effect it's everyone's being affected and then obviously LeBron's energy kind of dictates that as well so yeah it's been a bad defensive few months
0: I, I think it's definitely appropriate to say LeBron's defensive effort waxes and wanes with with the moon um while we're talking about guys sort of losing motivation i I, I guess we're like twenty minutes in I guess we can sort of hit on hit on some uh, some recent news a couple couple news items. Um, talk about guys not feeling motivated to give it their all, and I, I would be re- like we would all be remiss to not or to ignore the effect that the Anthony Davis trade rumors uh, had on mm-hmm. the team. Recently, at Sloan uh, Sports Analytics Conference, Jeannie Buss was on a panel where she she actually claimed fake news regarding the. Uh, the uh, the the rumors that the that the team was ready to trade away you know literally everybody for Anthony Davis. Um, first and foremost, I would like us to retire the phrase "fake news" from basketball conversation. Secondly, uh, what do you guys think? Do you think that's damage control um, of her trying to sort of publicly walk it back? Like, why? What is the motivation? Because it's already done now. Like, you know
2: what I'm saying?
1: Ollie, go ahead. i go be
2: I, I genuinely th- I, I, when I read that I was like, why is this coming out now? If this is, if it's true that it was fake news, why not say it that exact moment? So wow. I when I saw it, I just thought yeah, it's damage control. She sees how the team's performing. she sees that everyone's talking about in the media and she thought like maybe I could say something to cool it down but yeah I, I, I call BS on that just because you would she would have said something right away.
1: Right, and this shouldn't be coming from her, though, right? Like, it should come from, like, the media or the news or something. Like, why is she the one saying, like, she was in those negotiations or talking to the Dell Dems on the phone, you know? Like, how does she uh, come out with this now, like you said? Yeah, I don't think that's true. And then also Magic was, like, with the team on the road the next day kind of confirming the reports, so. He,
2: yeah, did, did, I'm, not, I'm not 100% sure about this, so if you guys know, let me know. Didn't Ramona say those reports were true? And Ramona's like the number one Lakers reporter. I could be wrong about that, but I think she did.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure that Ramona confirmed something. Right. Brad Turner confirmed something. Bill Morum confirmed something. Tanya confirmed. So-, so it's like it's not like it was just yeah. like you know it's not <laughs> it's not much, like it was words and shams. Uh, no, too much <laughs> smoke.
1: Too yeah, much smoke, exactly.
0: Yeah. Um, it, to your point, though, Raj, it's like. Genie's whole claim to fame is that you know she doesn't involve herself in decisions that she right. she doesn't have the, the knowledge base, in, and that's her that's her own admissions. You know she doesn't mm-hmm. she doesn't know everything about basketball, so she leaves it to basketball people. That's why Magic was hired in the first place, right. not as president of basketball operations, as the person who would explain what was going on on the basketball side to her. So for her, yeah. I, like I, I get that she's the owner, she has the answer for the team, but for her to say that, like a month later is a little it's a little. <laughs> like, it's just a little too little too late at this
2: point yeah it, I didn't get that at all
1: hashtag save the season
2: yeah. <laughs> that was
0: Genie's that was last last dish ever at, at Sloan to sort of engender some buy in from, no, from the guys
2: I, I think the last dish effort would be Magic Johnson tweeting about it with some corny line that would that is that is the last of the dishes um
0: <laughs> speaking of engendering buy-in, speaking of recent news items, we of course have uh, have uh, some some news from today also about uh, a former Laker um, who is having himself you know quite quite a nice little season on a, on a playoff team no less. Uh, of course, Edie Sazubas was quoted <laughs> after the Clippers beat the Knicks, beat the no, brakes off the so Knicks. Right. If I can are, say that.
1: They are killing teams, and, like, it doesn't make sense. They're just, like, they traded their best player and are still just rolling along.
0: Yeah. To quote Zubots, <laughs> talking about the Clippers, that's how we got to beat. When I was with the Lakers, we didn't have nights like this. Every game was a close game for us. But now with the Clippers, this team is really locked in, every possession against every team. When I read that, I almost cried. I. Uh-
2: <laughs> i read that i read i was like laying in bed and i remember scrolling through twitter right before going to sleep and i'm pretty sure that was the last tweet i read before going to sleep because i read that and i was just like yeah i'm gonna put my phone down that's that's enough that's enough twitter for today i
1: because
2: he's not wrong too no they he's not wrong at all but i think he like knew what he was saying too because it'd be a nice little jab Uh, Mm -hmm. oh yeah it just hurts
1: this has been like a theme, though, you know. Like when players leave, they they all of a sudden like appreciate like the professionalism or uh, yep. structure on other teams. It's very it's it's not a good theme that's going on nope. here.
2: Nope, I'm pretty I mean, that's, sure that's, she-
0: that's exactly what Julius did when he yep. went to the Pelicans, right? right? He mm-hmm. said, you know, something about you know this is the first time I've done a practice full of defensive drills, yeah, in uh, forever.
1: Which is uh, a stretch. I, I hope.
0: <laughs> I... I hope, but also it's it's got to be a stretch, right? Because it's yeah, not yeah. like Luke Walton is installing like the prince in offense. No. So the time has to be spent on defense. Um, but you I, love- I, I also think that's interesting because Julius was, you know, last year a part of a team where it, it never really seemed like it never really seemed like the team was on his side. Yeah. Right? He was never. always sort of marginalized, and he responded by getting being. better every day, being a beast mm-hmm. every day.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. they tried to bench him but he was just too good, you know? Like you couldn't you, you couldn't bench him. Like they tried. Do you remember
2: but... do you do you remember Luke telling him he's the best defender in the NBA? Yes.
1: Yeah, I remember that.
2: Yes. I I remember hearing that and just being so hyped like, yeah, yeah. And then like <laughs> you li- I guess the Lakers just didn't want the best defender in the NBA, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's <laughs> No, to it's quote
1: right. yeah, to quote he said you're the best one on one defender. Uh, yeah. there we go. Uh, yeah.
2: Thank sorry, you, That qualifier is necessary. There you go. Can we just um, when I when when I pretend to say it, can you just cut out my voice and put what Raj just said?
0: <laughs> it'll be yeah, it'll just be one on one in Raj's voice right you. <laughs> <laughs> um, um but but also like Zubas before he got traded He was also beasting So it, right. it's, it's a shame because the guys Who are speaking out about the Lakers After they get traded are also the guys Who took it upon themselves to perform Individually at a high level While they were on the team Despite not necessarily buying in all the way With the, the mission of the team
2: Shout out Thomas Bryant when he went to the Wizards to Look at his performance <laughs> that was just, I had that in my thought Before he started and I was like I, I have to somehow put that out there <laughs>
0: Yeah, after all this, I still forget about TB, and I really liked TB, too. Mm -hmm.
1: Um, (laughs) He's starting on that team. Like, what happened, man?
0: Also, real sorry, quick aside, I I also, like, looked at the standings today when Washington was playing, and I didn't realize they were, like, five games back from the eighth seed. I thought they were, like, on a run for a little bit. I don't know what happened. I guess I just, like, didn't pay attention because I was so depressed from the Lakers for about uh, five (laughs) months. Anyway, um... So, I, I guess I guess it's time to have this honest conversation with each other, gentlemen.
2: Let's 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 max Paul Millsap. I agree. <laughs> uh,
0: quick That's aside. That's random. <laughs> I I had a coworker <laughs> ask me if I would trade for Chris Paul today.
1: No, I don't. You shouldn't even
0: answer. That. Yeah, no, we're not discussing that as a possibility. I just want, I just wanted to stand that that question being posited to me as the resident Laker fan at my job is 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 a sign of how dysfunctional the situation in Los Angeles is. You
2: said um, you said this was now or when he was with the Pelicans, bro. This was this is today. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, yeah, so we got to have this honest conversation with ourselves and. And the people who are listening to this don't know, because this is actually technically like the fourth time we've recorded this podcast, even though no. it's only episode two. Um, but we've done the... <laughs> no. But we've done playoff predictions several times. Uh, currently, right now, the, the the wee hours of March 4th, or the late hours of March 3rd for you two, um, I have to ask you again. Gentlemen, are the Lakers going to make the playoffs? <laughs>
2: Um, well, when we predicted, I had Lakers 7th uh, seed. I could be wrong. You know, they might be 8th seed instead. Uh, you know what? Yeah, uh, let me think about this. Raj, you go ahead. I'm going to look at my uh, playoff predictions.
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah, uh, the math is just a little too hard now. Um, I, I think we've... I don't think a team that loses to, like, New Orleans, Memphis, and... Phoenix like deserves to get in, so yeah. no, I don't think they get in.
2: I agree. If they haven't turned the corner yet, there's no po- there's no way they turn the corner now. It's either post All Star break, like right after, or it's just not happening.
1: I still I still have people that like tweet me like they just need to go like fourteen and seven now. Like <laughs> I'm like they haven't they haven't won t- one well since January. In
0: I was just looking that up. I, we've I think they've won. Two in a row, like a solid six times. All
2: season, yeah,
1: yeah. Maybe
0: seven. How uh, sad is that? So, so winning out, going fourteen and seven. First and foremost, it's it's hard, right? Yes. It's especially hard when you're losing to the Knicks and the Clippers are beating them by forty at halftime. It's <laughs> especially yeah. harder when you haven't put together back to back wins and. Two months, especially Mm -hmm.
2: when the teams in front of you, like like you said, the Clippers and Kings are like playing really well. It yeah, yeah. um. and let's.
0: I'm I'm sorry, we're gonna do this right now, right? We're we're gonna have to do this tomorrow. Lakers play the Clippers. (sighs) Next game after that, Nuggets. Then the Celtics. Then the Bulls. Then the Raptors and Pistons. When the Pistons are playing very well right now, with with a big win over Toronto tonight. Toronto without Kawhi, but still. Then the Knicks, who I mean we can't beat, so it's not like it matters. Although I will be at that game, I'll be wearing my big baller brand hoodie underneath my Magic jersey, so you know, <laughs> maybe some good luck. Then the Bucks, the Nets, the Kings. Like I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't see five wins in that group, guys. <laughs> well, I, I mean see. you
1: sh- you should, but like we couldn't even come close to containing like a Booker eight and pick and roll. You know, like that they ran the same yeah. play like five straight times and got like four open threes. And I'm watching that game like. Yeah, we have no chance. Like there's no way we're we're coming back from this. But.
2: Yeah, the Phoenix Suns were having fun against us and that hurt
1: Oh me. my god.
2: That hurt me. They're like they were so happy to be just they were just toying with us. It was upsetting. <laughs> I cuz I watched right, so I didn't see it live. I watched the replay and I remember just thinking like why am I doing this to myself? <laughs> why am I continuing? why is this not paused right now or just exited out? I can easily just leave this. And I just my I just looked the screen and just said nope, you're gonna stick with this.
1: Hold up, so Ali texted me like that that night. He's like, hey, I didn't watch the game. Like, what's what happened? Like, uh, we lost. <laughs> 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 That's all I had from that. That's what happened.
2: <laughs> yeah, because I I just looked at the box score and I saw JaVale McGee plus plus twenty one, and then like they still because I t- I texted him. I was like. How did Javale McGee go ten for ten from the field, and we still lost? I feel like that has to be a win if if Javale is having that type of game.
1: Mm, yeah, yeah. Ali,
0: I don't want to backtrack, but you said something in in a previous iteration of this here unreleased podcast. Are you about
2: to destroy and, me?
0: No, 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 not at all. Oh, that you sounded said...
2: very, very sweet. Thank you. <laughs> it
0: was, it was, it was ominous. I'll say that it was definitely ominous. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you asked don't use the big question. words on
2: me. Hey, I'm sorry,
0: uh, you know, I'm a grad student, so you know what I'm saying. I've been reading books. Um, What's that? You asked the question if we were at, you know, what 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 situation? I think you asked what situation would the Lakers would, would justify the Lakers considering sitting LeBron? Yes, I did the rest ask that. Yes, uh, I are we at that
2: point? No, 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 no. I think you literally don't do that until they're officially eliminated.
1: I agree. I don't think LeBron could do that for like yeah. public, LeBron, but I do I think s- after yeah after we're removed, then like he can be like yeah I'll just rest, you know. There's oh, no point. A, m-
2: a million percent. There's no point at all for him to play. Yeah. I so, I, here- I agree. I think there's no point in playing Rondo either. We should rest Rondo. I think it's good for him. <laughs> we should rest Rondo. Rest KCP. Rest Lance. You know don't just don't even play him. Um, rest JaVale Br- and and Tyson. Just bring in the G League. Just bring up, bring up Bonga. You know, keep play Caruso and Mo, and uh, you know, try out, try out some guys like Jamario Jones. Just see how what they're capable of, and just don't play those vets anymore. Thank you. What you're
1: saying? are you saying Rondo hasn't been resting? Is that not that, what this is?
2: <laughs> oh no 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 no! He's not resting. He's just he's literally playing pickup basketball at a gym when he's playing in the NBA. He's just. Yeah, I don't even want to talk I, about.
0: I really do want to see a game full of Bonga to, to Wagner pick and pops like the German and German connection. Mm-hmm. That would just be fire for me. I would
2: um, love I would love just for myself because I love, you know, I love I love those guys. They I would love to see a lineup of Bonga or when Lonzo comes Oh, if would you play Lonzo if he like comes back and he's like allowed to play but they're eliminated?
1: I would. Yeah. I think yeah, he needs- I would
2: I would too. I agree. I would
0: as well. I would it, like. I I think you have to. I, I think it's kind of dangerous for guys to like have an injury that takes away so much of their time, right. and then have sort of like the whole off season to like for it to like simmer on their head as a negative thing. Yeah. Like I think that's kind of what happened to, to Gordon Hayward a bit, right? That's mm-hmm. true. I think I think like that's kind of why I liked Paul George coming back and playing like you know even like 10, 15 minutes at the end of that season. Oh right. Because, right. He got an offseason to remember, like, oh, yeah, I was good, and then he came back, and now he's, like, a borderline MVP candidate.
2: Yeah. No, what I was saying was I would love to see a lineup of Bonga, Zo, uh, Ingram, Kuz, and then Mo. That There wouldn't be paint protection with Mo, but, like, you still have Bonga and Lonzo. I feel like I just want to see those two and Ingram just play together. All those, I don't know. I think that would be fun to watch defensively, but obviously Bonga's not ready. But mm-hmm. it'd be nice to see if they got eliminated. If they don't, don't even try it.
0: Okay, so I'm not going to lie. I asked you a question, but it was a leading question, and then we kind of like went off of Oh, the this is very true. No, that's, that.
2: that's on me. That'll no, happen no. multiple times throughout the next few episodes. Oh, yeah, no, that's it's a, <laughs> that's a positive thing. Um, but the point is,
0: and Raj, you said it, uh, actually, in response to Ali. Ali said, no, we can't consider sitting LeBron until the Lakers are mathematically... Guaranteed to miss the playoffs right and Raj you said no, you're right We can't do that because I don't know if LeBron could handle that right or 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 if, even more so than handle I don't know if LeBron would okay that right and I think that is a Signifier of where we are as as an organization We're at the point now where there is no there is no distinction. There's no line right. between LeBron's goals and and the Lakers' goals. Exactly. And we've known that since the D'Angelo Russell trade, right? Right. Because a smart team would not trade, uh, you know, the young point guard they drafted number two in the, you know, in, in the throes of his rookie deal as a salary dump. A smart team would not, or sorry, a team um, focused on on its own development would not let a a, a restricted free agent go away even right. though you have their bird rights and they've improved every year. That's not what a team focused on themselves does. That's right. what a team focused on an external party does. So right. so now we are operating as that team focused on the goals of an external party. Right. And, and it is almost as if we've made a deal with the devil, so to speak, because there is no Lakers goals. Right. There are no Lakers goals. There are no Lakers objectives anymore. There are what can we do with LeBron objectives. Right. and. The moment we realize that as fans, the moment we will, I guess, come to grips with, with what is going to happen with our favorite basketball team over the next three and a half years. So you're like, saying the uh, moment we. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead.
1: I was going to say, like, in our unreleased kind of tapes, we kind of threw around the idea of, like, uh, when would you, like, trade LeBron? You know what I mean? Like, you would never trade LeBron, but, like, if you could trade LeBron, and. I think everyone says, like, he signed for, like, three more years or whatever. But, like, if he asks out, you're going to, like, you're going to give him that, right? Like, you're not going to hold LeBron on a team yeah. that he doesn't want to be on.
2: No, what we said was, uh, when would you trade, or when would you, or when would, would LeBron ask to be traded? And we said it would be next trade deadline if Lakers didn't sign anyone over the summer and didn't trade anyone by the de- deadline and they didn't have a great record. Mm. Raj, You said. said the
0: Lakers Le- Le- LeBron signed to the Lakers for for 3 years. Right. But because of how the the power dynamic and the exactly. power structure is working, it, it's almost as if the Lakers are signed to LeBron for the next 3 <laughs>
1: oh,
2: years. Oh,
0: 100%. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's and, sad. Um, and it's fun to think about in the abstract on July 1st, 2018, yeah. uh, when you know Julius Randle's rights are still held and you're yeah. still happy and Lonzo is going to play every game and, and BI is going to take the next step. But on March 4th, with the team losing to a team that has previously won 12 games and falling slowly but surely out of the playoff picture and slowly but surely into the lottery... And now, you know, I have fans in my in my on my TL photoshopping <laughs> Zion with a Lakers jersey.
1: Oh God! Does you he have a
0: shoe half off too? <laughs> hey man, don't be sketchers. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's just a it's a it's a it's a different it's a different situation. It's a new situation, and it's an it's an unexpected situation. So.
1: and it's two totally different timelines, right? That are mixing. Like we were on this like young and happy rebuild you know like oh look at like they're learning to walk you know they're learning to run and then like they're like hey go on a marathon now you know like this is kind of this is kind of where we're at and lebron's been to eight straight finals lakers haven't made a playoffs right so it's like two different timelines that you're like molding into one and this is kind of what you get you get all these conflict of interest i mean the, what does kcp get on like the open market does he get 12 million a year oh but i'm, since I'm he, pretty excited to see that <laughs> but like since he's a lebron guy you sign him so it's all these like but this is what you sign up for and hopefully it's not supposed to lead into like a, not a playoff berth so that's kind of where we're at
2: you i think you put that literally perf- you put that down perfectly <laughs> Yeah, I think I think that put a bow on on, on that conversation real, to be honest. Um Real quick, go, what do you think KCP's contract is this summer that someone offers him? You think it goes over 10?
1: <sighs> I'm not sure. Uh,
0: not I, I mean it's situational, right? Like I don't like will the Bucks have their MLE cuz I could see like the Bucks taking a flyer on him for the <laughs> mid level. I don't
1: I think like yeah, Pete yeah. put it like perfect P of Laker film room. Like he tweeted like you don't know you don't know a player until you watch every game of them. And I yeah. feel like the idea of KCP is still like a positive thing. Like you know what I mean? Like another team that doesn't watch every Laker game. Like oh yeah, he's a shooter. He's supposed to be able to defend. I could see somebody giving him like I feel a good I contract. feel
2: like that. Do you think that tweet was about KCP or Rondo?
1: Well, he said it wasn't about anyone, but I'm sure it was about, like, the, the like, vets.
2: No, yeah, I know I know he said that, but... <laughs> hey, Pete, don't be lying, dog. Don't be lying, bro. Just be at lying, them lie, next lie, time. <laughs> Pete, don't listen to um, him.
0: All right, so I'm going to say one more depressing thing, and then we're going to close off with with everybody saying something positive about Brandon Ager, because I feel like that's what needs to happen. Um, so, like I said, tomorrow... The Lakers play the Clippers. Um, Now, the season might be in the toilet already, uh, but losing to the Clippers tomorrow might actually be the nail in the coffin, like even mathematically, because then the Lakers only have 16 games remaining. Um, The Clippers would have the The (laughs)
2: tiebreaker.
0: Well, the Clippers would have the tiebreaker, so we'd be four back behind the Clippers. But technically, we'd be five back because we would need to have a better record than them. So we'd be five games back functionally with only sixteen remaining. And like I, I said this before, I majored in philosophy, so math like isn't my strong suit. Um, but that sounds
2: possible. It's yeah, tough. and it, it is possible. tough. I mean, didn't didn't Clippers just trade Tobias? Yeah, it's totally possible. They shouldn't win anymore.
0: Yeah, obviously. Um, <laughs> Damn okay. It. So, this has been sad enough. Yeah. Um. Anybody want to start?
2: Brandon Ingram? <laughs> uh, B. I, I something positive. It's small. I, I think, here's a positive. I think he doesn't get traded this summer. And I really hope that's true. But I think his play, he's showcased his talents. And he's sh- at 21 years old, he's doing this. Like, here, I had a tweet. Here, let me pull it up. There are only six players in the NBA who've averaged at least twenty-one five and three on fifty percent shooting in the month of February: Giannis, uh, Kat, KD, Levine, DeMar DeRozan, and Brandon Ingram. I think he's proven himself enough to like not get traded this summer. At least mm-hmm. I hope. So my positive is he's not being moved this summer.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think he's been like really good. He's he's averaging like 27 after the All-Star break and I don't think I can name like five players playing better than him after that. Um it's not just like the points, it's the confidence, it's the like like you can tell like his swagger is there, you know? Like I think um in the last game against Phoenix, like he LeBron tried to get the ball and he's like, "No, set a screen for me," kind of thing, you know? Yep, and it's yep. it's been really cool to see um his confidence just go through the roof and um, and I think he's on like the untouchable kind of category now, you know, like and in my l- opinion.
2: I agree. Regardless of who's guarding him, he's been just attacking them. Like it doesn't right. matter who's in front of him.
1: Mhm. Yeah, it's been
0: Okay, I don't I don't want to be like the the Debbie Downer. Whoa, this is all positives.
1: This is I know. All positives. What are you doing man? <laughs> I just Don't
0: I just, do what I, I just did just in remember. the last tape. <laughs> I just remember watching a young Laker, like, improve month after month, similar to how Brandon's improving month after month. And I remember being like, this guy was previously on the trade block, but he's definitely playing himself into the untouchable category. Uh-huh. And then the Lakers renounced his bird rights and let him go to the Pelicans. So. <laughs> wow.
1: wow. Wait, what was this? I thought. Could that be. <laughs> So anyway, back to my back to my positive uh,
0: <laughs> yeah. we'll,
2: we'll edit this out. <laughs> so this was the positive is my section. Positive. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Damn, that, see, there is fake news in basketball.
0: <laughs> my positive is that uh, I don't know who asked the question, but there was a post game interview. Where uh, somebody asked Brandon after, uh, oh, yeah. after oh, the yes, game yes, against the Bucks, yes, yes. "Which dunk did you like more—the the reverse one you had, or the one on Brooke? And Brandon said, "I would have just loved to win." Um, that that hit me in the fields. Yep. Um, this this guy deserves to be victorious. He works his ass off to be victorious. Yeah. Um, I he's improved. You look at his splits month by month. He's improved every month. Down not not just his basketball skill, but his confidence. Just as you mentioned, Raj and. Uh, like you said, Ali, I, I I think he should stay. I would be very sad if he left. But either way, he's gonna always have a fan. I will in uh, Black Bruce
2: Wayne. I will answer that question for that reporter. It ten times out of ten is that reverse dunk. <laughs> <laughs> that reverse dunk was so I I genuinely jumped off my couch and went, F- yeah, like I I just like <laughs> lost it. I I just I became I was already the biggest bi fan. But at that moment, I just, I just was so proud of my son.
0: All right. So in other news, don't play pickup with Ali because he would rather dunk on <laughs> a reverse dunk than win. That's the important thing It wasn't
2: just the reverse dunk, though. It was the move before the reverse dunk.
0: <laughs> I, that actually makes a big difference. Okay, I'll give you that.
2: Thank you. Yeah, sure. Case closed. Case closed. Uh, I should. I should be a um, lawyer. I should stop trying to be... I should stop going where I'm going.
0: <laughs> hey, you can go more than one place at once, man. All right.
2: That There's only one of me. What are you saying?
0: All right. I tried to get too metal <laughs> with my life advice. I guess it didn't work. Out. Um, all right. Well, this has been great, gentlemen. Um, we will talk again soon. We have a, uh, a must-win, the mustest of wins. The must-winest of must-wins. We have a game wow. that the Lakers need to win against the Clippers in Staples tonight on march 4th um and uh depending on how that game goes i think we're currently at like a 15 percent happiness and depending on how that game goes uh you listeners will hear us at a at a i guess 19 percent i think that a win will be worth four percent happiness or a straight two percent um so there's that
2: i i if zubok dropped zubok's gonna you think zubok's gonna go off
1: if we put Kuzma on him, then yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, was
0: gonna, I was gonna say, well, we know Tyson and, and Javale can't guard him, and our only other option is to play Kuzma at five. So yes, I believe the Zubots will go off.
2: <laughs> no, it's just become a ritual of like D'Lo, and then and then uh, Randall, and now Zubot's gonna go off against us. <laughs> is this the Zubots or the Muscala revenge game? Which one is it? That that's that's no, it's not. I can guarantee you, it's not Muscala. If Muscala drops fifteen or more tomorrow, I well, actually, you know what? I'm not gonna go down this direction. Nope, 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 nope. I'm not gonna make a bet. Uh. -uh.
1: Yeah, Muscala. Uh, I put Muscala Revenge Game, and someone said he better do it in eight minutes because that's all he's
2: getting. (laughs) That's all he's getting. So no, no. Luke said he's tightening the rotation. Make it four.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. The 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 Musca- you will be able to watch the Muscalas minutes and shorter than you can watch like a segment of SpongeBob SquarePants and that is <laughs> a painful situation to be in. Um hey man.
2: Spongebob, anyway, SpongeBob, SpongeBob episodes are like 30 minutes long.
0: But the, but the, but the, there's it's two segments though. Oh, this is and, true. And commercials. This that's is That's like 12 minutes tops.
2: This is the, you know what? You're not wrong. I completely forgot. Look, man, about I'm a that.
0: SpongeBob aficionado. All right, I got that down to a science. If there's one thing I do know, it's that the Lakers messed up in the offseason and Spongebob Squarepants.
2: <sighs> okay, yeah. No, I won't question you about your Spongebob skills.
0: <laughs> Alright. Well, thank you for listening, for everyone out there. Um, if you made it through <laughs> all 50 minutes of this, can you, like, go meditate or, like, look at a picture of puppies or something happy because you have three very upset Laker fans uh, on the mic right now.
1: Oh, uh, Can I add one last thing before we sign off? Um, you can... I know this has been a tough season, but I mean, it's been fun watching the Celtics recently. So shout out Jason Tate. I'm going five for 15 today. And (laughs) shout out the Celtics for being, uh, one in six in the last, one in, one in six in the last seven games, I believe. And, uh, Kyrie's post game comments are like really fun. So if you're, if you're down, go watch those. They cheer me up. They'll cheer you up. So yeah, you can listen to the forum.
2: Bill Simmons tweeting about the Lakers has made me die of laughter because I'm like, dude, look at your team. I know you guys are in the playoffs, but you could like just stop.
0: It wouldn't be a Lakers podcast without a little healthy Celtic bash. Yes, I'll say that It's been mm-hmm.
1: enjoyable.
2: and have have fun with Gordon Hayward for the next few years.
0: <laughs> All right, before this gets uh, downright cruel and unfortunate, <laughs> um, thank you everyone for listening. Uh, until next time, this has been the forum.